Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. You're listening to The Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Uh, just from you, off the text, 0433 the temper text, temper a mattress like no other. The weakness for your team. Uh, Tigers' weakness not being able to hold a lead by leading uh, by more than 20 points and giving away stupid free kicks. Uh, just on that, um, Damien Hardwick spoke uh, in regards to the Tigers' free kick situation on AFL 360. I just want to play that for you. We play the game a little bit differently to most, but in fairness... It- it's, it's not good enough. You know, we've spoken to our playing group. We've changed a little bit of our coaching from the bye. We've tried to, to win that KPI most weeks. Uh, last week we had a bad one, but we've started to coach technique aspects like uh, two high tackles or in the back because it's cost us games, no question. Um, we've been unfortunate at various stages, but we've just got to get better. Um, the ones that we give away, if I'm being perfectly honest, I reckon most are there. It's the ones we probably got to get better at tracking free kicks. We don't get enough, which is a little bit of a challenge. This specific instance, like winning the free kick count, I'd be surprised if that's a front of mind thing when you go into a game. It's not a front of mind thing, but it definitely would be in in review and post analysis. Coaches would be looking going, okay, where are the three or four or five here that we give away that we've got to be better at? At the moment, Richmond's tackle percentage is nearly the worst in the league, 57%. I wonder how many of those are actually free kicks against, like high tackles or um, or tackles that, that, or free kicks they've given away in tackles, because that is an ineffective tackle. I thought that was fascinating, Damien Hardwick. That's just wonderful maturity and ownership, isn't it? That's instead of saying, "Well, we can never win a free kick count," and he made a joke about it after the game, saying, "Hey, we won the free kick count." Um, but isn't that just brilliant leadership to go, "Okay, well, we're not winning it, so why?" Is it just, do we just blame the umpires and thump our fist on the desk? Or do we look a bit deeper here? Is there something that we're not doing well? And they've decided that it's actually something they're not doing well. So they want to make that change. And that was Nathan Buckley on his view. I, I just thought that was brilliant insight from, from Damien Hardwick. Uh, your weaknesses. Look, I'm Collingwood. We don't have a big key power forward. We have points of difference up forward. But those big keys win finals. My check needs help. That's from Matt in Q. Uh, hi, Sam. The D's weakness is Ben Brown. Five useless games in a row. Can't take a mark. And it always competes for the mark and often spoils his teammate in the better positions chance to mark it. Uh, Adam Tomlinson would be a much better option at full forward. At least he'd hold on to a few marks. Brown has got to go. Um, I thought Ben Brown was the, the, the one of the major reasons why Melbourne won the premiership last year. When he came in to the team, they were eighth for scoring, and they, then they got themselves up into the top four. Um, Tom McDonald was crucial as well. Sorry, still a bit crook and just had to cough. Um, Appreciate the text, though, Greg, including it. There's certainly an issue with what's going on for them inside Ford 50 at the moment. They're, I think, eighth, uh, sixth or seventh for scoring at the moment. Uh, Alex says, Pies' weakness to their back line with rough head retired, the midfield getting older, like Pendles and Sidey. We can only go to an elimination final. Off the text, Pies' weakness, midfield depth and pace, lack of quality uh, key position forward and lack of depth. Uh, Tigers have inconsistent injuries, mostly midfield is causing a weakness yeah, in clearances. So Dusty's expected to miss a couple. 
Um, hopefully they get Prestia back this week. And Neil Baum saying today that, yeah, it's because of uh, Dusty's interrupted preseason that that hamstring has taken place. And wasn't he back to full awesomeness? He was just back to full Dusty in that first half on the weekend. Sammy O'Barrick for North Melbourne. I wanted to stand up for Dave Noble. Um, I'll read a few more of those out uh, as well. Uh, but let's get into this. On the Sporting Capital, it's time to start swiping with Footy Tinder. All right, this is where we look at some of the biggest statements made by the biggest names in the game. We swipe left if we disagree, and we swipe right if we agree. And I get a super like too, uh, but you only get one of those because if you you um you have to start paying for Tinder if you uh, want to do more than one super like a day. And if you have to start paying for Tinder, then as we've said a few times, there's a problem. Uh, Jordan Canellis does a ripping job of not only producing this show a couple of days a week, but uh, on AFL Nation commentary, uh, his voice was heard all around the world on ESPN when the Socceroos uh, did what the Socceroos did uh, to get themselves into uh, the next World Cup. Uh, it's always a pleasure to welcome him to uh, set the table for us for, for footy Tinder. Hello, mate. Evening. How are we all? Uh, look, I'm, I'm here. I'm upright, which I wasn't <laughs> yesterday, so that's always good. Um, thanks for filling in, uh, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, where are we starting, please? Uh, let's start off with what we've just been talking about. But uh, on the the other part of what Nick Rewalt said, which we heard the audio before when he was talking about Collingwood have no weakness. But the first part of that grab was we said Collingwood. He said Collingwood can win the flag this year. He believes that they are a, a contender. To, uh, they're a contender to win the 2022 Premiership. Are Collingwood a chance? in your opinion, Sam Hargraves, to win the flag? Well, the most abuse I've ever copped in this job was Friday filling in for Sam Edmund when I'd gone through every game for the rest of the year and I'd basically done my tipping. And then based on that, I came up with how many wins each team were going to have. I looked at their current percentage and based on that, I said, well, here's how I think the ladder's going to finish up. I had Collingwood getting the 13 wins but missing out on percentage because they do have the lowest percentage inside the top eight. Um, And percentage is going to play a part in making the top eight and the top four and not making the top eight and the top four. I did say that they were going to get beaten by Gold Coast and and because of that, I didn't think they'd be able to get enough wins to guarantee themselves a spot. Now that they did get that win, I think they do make the eight because I've gone back and redone now based on that win, how many wins. I'm sticking with my original tips, Mm -hmm. but because they got that win, if they win the other games I expect them to win, they'll get 14 wins and that gets them into the top eight. Can they win... Are they a contender for the premiership? With all due respect, I would say no. Mm -hmm. They are number 17 for centre clearances. They are only ninth for goals per game. Um, They are 15th for disposal efficiencies. They're 11th for tackles inside 50. They're number 10 for contested possession. Their defence ranks number 10 in the competition um, in terms of points conceded. Um, and that percentage is, is a real concern as well, obviously, when it comes to top eight spots. They're the number one team for intercepts, but Darcy Moore, we don't know how long uh, he's going to miss. Um, because of those things, and I also just think that if you look back through what history tells us, you've got to be a top four offense and a top four defense to, to win a premiership. There yeah. are some outliers in that, but they're not top four in any of those, in those just two key basic areas. Because of that, I don't think that they can win a premiership. I'll be rapt to see them get there because I think it'll be just a, a wonderful achievement considering that I know of only two people um, in footy media that tipped them to make the eight, Matt Rendell and Josh Jenkins. So to make the eight would be a phenomenal performance from a team we all thought were rebuilding and probably coach of the year would be Craig McRae if he's able to pull that off. But I can't see them when the whips are cracking 
uh, in a final, having a defence um, that's going to be able to hold out the best teams in the comp and an attack that's going to be able to get through the best defences in the competition. I just think they're just a little, they're one or two years off that. Yeah, I agree. I think they're just uh, probably one or two game breaking forward types away. And that can be a key forward or it can be sort of a mid forward game breaker X factor style player who, Mm. who is built for finals. They're just, just off that, but that's, but that only, that might only take a year or two from uh, from from acquiring or developing uh, away from winning a flag. By the way, I love a a good Excel spreadsheet or a uh, or a Microsoft Word table, color coded. You got you looking at mine, aren't you? Annotated, <laughs> annotated to the absolute max, and that is impressive, Sam. Thank you, thank you. I'm going to go through that a little later on because, as I said, cop plenty of heat. Not only did I get abused <laughs> from Collingwood fans in other countries, I got it at home, don't worry, from the beautiful Evie, who wasn't happy that I... But then her her nice little um, clap back to me was, well, given how your tipping goes, I'd rather you tip <laughs> against us. My best mate sent me the middle finger emoji because I had Colling- uh, St Kilda missing the eight. Uh, so that was good fun. But we'll go through that uh, again as well. All right, what are we swapping on next? Uh, so Gary Lyon this morning uh, was listing the teams that he thought could win the premiership. He had a couple of uh, couple of teams there. There was quite a few teams, actually, that he had uh, listed that he thought he could. Let's have a listen. Well, at the moment, though, you got, you know, there's eight teams there that possibly – tell me which of these teams you've ruled out as possible premiership winner, okay? Mm-hmm. You've got Melbourne. They're still in it, yep. Yep. Brisbane? Yep. Carlton? I have, yep. Geelong? Yes. Fremantle? Yep. Richmond? Yep. St Kilda? Nope. Collingwood? Not for me. Okay. And the Dogs? No. But that's just my humble Okay, so you've still got Melbourne, Brisbane, Carlton, Geelong, Fremantle and Richmond that can win the flag. Yeah. Oh, you didn't say Sydney. Well, uh, sorry, I've, met, I've left them out. And Sydney. Do you yeah. think they can win the flag? No, no. I don't think they can win the flag. No, no. So out of those, uh, what was it, about nine teams I wrote it off, he had six ticked down for premiership contention. Right. With a third of the season to go, do you have as many as six premiership contenders still alive? No. No. I'm not convinced that Frio are there quite yet. I love what they've been able to do this year. I like Fremantle, though. I really want to. I I do like them, and I really hope they they are in contention. Yeah, they've got some offensive concerns as well. When they you do. look at the, when you look at those numbers with the ball in hand, um, their system though, Lockie Neal said, is the second best that the Brisbane have played against. Yeah. Um. So I don't discount them, but I've I've probably I, I look to me and a, Carlton again another phenomenal year. If they can get some help back defensively. Uh, I still think they're prone to lapses. That was a, that was a. I think that was a game they should be bitterly disappointed in losing against St Kilda, even though St Kilda are another team that's in contention for the top. But those are the games you just have to win. I know other teams have beaten other teams. I know that's the year, but we are getting to the point now where they had a top four spot on the line and they weren't able to get the job done. Um, their goal kicking accuracy worried me um, off the back of that game. So I've probably got it at four and a half. Carlton, maybe. Jury's still out for me. I still think that Melbourne, uh, I, th- I, I think it's Melbourne, Brisbane, um, or Geelong, really. Yeah, I, I think I, I think that's my group exclusively. I don't think I have any more than three. Uh, as far yeah, as... So actually, I probably don't have... I've probably got three and a half. Yeah. I think Melbourne, Geelong, Brisbane, 
And then if I had to put a fourth in, I'd probably go with Carlton yeah. at this stage. But but maybe I'm just not seeing something in Frio that everybody else is. Yeah, I'm sort of I'm sort of half in on because I I still want to have the faith on in Fremantle. So I'm probably half in on Carlton and Fremantle. But but as far as believing in a team to have the actual premiership winning minerals, Melbourne, Geelong, Brisbane for me are, are the ones that I can sort of stamp my flag or stamp my flag in the ground for. Yep. Uh, what's next? Uh, we have uh, no audio here. David King, uh, I think it was on first crack on mm. Sunday night, uh, said that Melbourne have the uh, the toughest midfield trio in the game and probably of the last couple of generations with Petraka, Oliver and Viney. Do you find that to be true? Oh, I'm going to have to swipe left on that <laughs> because my mind just goes to Voss Black Lappin. Same. I just that was I can't, the, the first place I can't go well. past that. How can you go past that that Brisbane? Uh, I love Kingy. I love Kingy to bits, but yeah, Voss Black Lappin, and then with Power and Akimanis going through there as well, and others at various stages. But the the key trio, <laughs> the key trio. Um, I mean, wouldn't it be? I mean, when you it's 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 a futile exercise, a futile exercise at times to go. What about this midfield? Be that midfield, but you would love to see Voss Black Lappin go up against um, Viney Petrarca. And Oliver, yeah, I, I think this one's. I think this one is a little easier to measure from generation to generation because normally when we when we do that, it's just who's who's better, and that's very broad. But we're specifically talking about who's toughest here, so it's only one quality we're measuring on. Yeah. So it's well, easy to sort of narrow it down. So Voss, I think, is probably the toughest player that I've I've ever seen, um, along with a couple others in there as well. Um, Lappin, what did he play with broken ribs in that grand in final? Grand final, yeah. Um, Simon Black is as durable um, and tough in terms of the, the gut bust running, the, the territory that he covered, always under a heavy, heavy tag. Um, he was one of the best players of his generation um, and, as, and as tough as they come in, within a... a, a a style of an era where you just had to be um, tough in the clinches. So I would say with all due respect that you all know, have Voss Black Lappin as the toughest midfield um, of recent times. The midfield trio, the, the Melbourne trio have tough quality. Like Jack Vine is genuinely tough. Um, Petraka and, and Oliver are sort of, you know, they're inside or, you know, can Oliver's more inside bullocking around. Petraka's a big body who can bustle through the outside. But if you're looking for tough grit, it's I can't go past Brisbane. What's next? Uh, let's go. By the way, if you've got – throw up another nomination, uh, the toughest yeah. midfield group. I mean, the Sydney midfield group, you know, of Kirk, um, Bolton, um, who am I forgetting? There's a couple more. That, that, that was a tough midfield group. I mean, there's they've – had, They've had multiple generations the West Coast, of tough midfield. They've had – Kennedy, Jack, and Parker as well. Oh, so that's a ripper. That's a that's a tough. Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough group. Um, you know, uh, you know Mitchell, Lewis, Hodge when he went in there. That's a tough midfield. Sewell, Sully was was yeah. was a tough tough bugger. <laughs> um, and also Selwood, Ablett, Bartell. That's a that's a probably not with not the physical um, intimidation factor as. With all due respect to those guys, as maybe those other midfields had, but I mean, Joel Selwood's one of the toughest players that's ever played the game. Who was in that Collingwood '90s midfield? Um, oh, geez, you're going back. Yeah. Which I reckon, as I reckon, in Buckley? No, the Premiership. I reckon we're oh, reckon 2010. You mean or 1990? 1990. Yeah, I reckon there's, oh, I reckon sure. there's generations prior, way prior yeah. that we could go back on. Uh, Judd Cousins, Kerr. 
Would we mm. say tough? Mm, classy. Yeah. Yep. Classy. Slick. Tough. All right. Now that's to- it. Throws throw up some nominations. Oh, I can't go past Voss Black Lappin for the toughest yeah. midfield ever. Um, but if you've got another one you'd like to throw up, please do. Uh, what's next? Uh, David Noble. Wayne Carey had this to say about David Noble uh, on Triple M. He won't be there. Results have, will di- have dictated that. There's no way that he can survive. This is rock bottom. David Noble will survive this season and be coaching next year at North Melbourne. Oh, I would love to say swipe right. I'm not a big fan of... When you do all that they've done to wipe the decks, clear the decks, completely turn over a list from oldest to second youngest, to change all the positions within the club that they have, the, the, the amount of upheaval that's gone on, they, they've taken more than a broom to that, that place. I mean that is that they have taken the a broom is a is a is a is a clean, but they've taken the crime scene clean squad in there. <laughs> there is not a shred of evidence of what was has gone on. That's they are that's that's a mafia style clean forensic clean. Oh, that's bleach <laughs> or you name it. Like you can't find a skerrick of evidence of what might have been there before. When you do that, I think that you are then duty bound to see through the term of the coach that you put in. I don't think it's fair to, to, to cut him loose after just two years yeah. with a list that they've got. He's had only two drafts to try and bring in more players. You can't replace what they've taken out in two drafts and two trade periods. You just can't. I, don't, I feel like that is just not giving him a chance to complete the job. And I think when you make as drastic change as that, that you owe it to the person you bring in because you're giving them nothing. Like you are starting them off at the very, very base level. You've got to let them see it through. Um, I, I think it, I th- but but I, I feel like that they'll cave to, to to pressure from outside influence and, um, it's yeah I, I would love to swipe right because I think that's what the, that's the right thing to do is to see it through. Other teams make those changes, you know, like Carlton make the change with David Teague. Michael Voss comes in, the pieces were all there. David Teague just wasn't, you know, David Teague never had access to Kerno and Mackay at the same time and things like that. Mm. It happens where they make the change and I'll oh, look at that club, that look at the turnaround, but you look at the pieces that, that, that they may have already had there. North don't have any of that. Yeah, they don't have pieces. I mean, they've got, they've got bits no. and pieces, but they don't have the, like, you know, three quarters of the puzzle completed like Carlton had uh, at the end of last season heading into this season. Yep. Yeah, I think, look, it, it logically you'd think, well, North Melbourne are having one of the worst seasons on yep. record ever. Yeah. So more, how, how more losses over forty points in the history of the game? How how does the coach survive? But but I, go I, back I and have a look at Hardwick I, and Clarkson. They had back, they took backward steps in year two. Yeah, I'm not saying I, he's them, but yeah. And look, who, who knows? We don't know if David Noble is the right man or not. But I don't think you can judge that after two years. Great I think, point. I think you have to give it at least a third. I think after three, then you, that's when you cross cross yep. the threshold. But two still still seems too soon. Great point. Fully agree with you. Uh, let's come back and uh, finish up some footy tinder on the other side of this. One three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. I'll just turn my own mic off. That'll make a couple happy. Uh, we'll be back after this on the Sporting Capital. You're listening to the Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Uh, England three for two hundred eighty six. I need ninety two runs to win. Johnny Bairstow, eighty nine off one hundred and six. Joe Root eighty two. Besto is the form cricketer in the world, isn't he? This would be fourth ton in five innings if he's to get over the line. And the one he didn't get a ton, 77. 
Phenomenal. Uh, we'll be going to that coverage, if it's still going, at about 11 o'clock tonight after the Sporting Capital finishes up. Jordan Canellis is with us. We're doing some footy Tinder swiping left or right on the biggest statements from the biggest names. JK, what's next? Uh, la- or th- maybe the last one. Uh, with North Melbourne, so we're just talking about them, uh, maybe looking for a Luke Hodge type to come into their team for next season. Should they get a Luke Hodge type? An experienced player to bring in to help the team along? Well... Without with the risk of sounding biased, there aren't really many, if any, other Luke Hodge types. I mean, he's a four-time premiership player, three as captain, and two Norm, two-time Norm Smith medalist, multiple All Australian. Hard to find resumes like that, but you can find experience to go with that. Someone who's been in a system that has achieved the ultimate, um, knows what standards need to be set, um, lives those standards. Um, practices what they preach, knows their role, values role uh, above all else. Luke Hodge sacrificed midfield time because Clarko needed him in defence. So players with that mindset and that win-at-all-cost mindset, that's exactly what they should be doing. So I swipe, I swipe right on that. And one that I'd throw up, mm. um, and we've had them thrown up, you know, Josh Kennedy, both of them would be, you know, they've they've achieved at the highest level. Um, could Trent Cotchin be someone? Not, I don't think he'd ever leave the Tigers, Ooh. though. But that would be someone like that. Um, he's, again, went to be a defensive mid to do that. Um, a guy like Kane Lambert would be brilliant. And Nick Vlosten from the from that Richmond era. I would go go speak to Liam Shields. So in a champion Hawthorne side, he found himself with a midfield role and won three premierships in a row as part of that team. Does it have to be specifically someone who's had success? I think so. Okay. So I was going to say Ben Cunnington would come back into that team because he's yep. been out. He'll have experience. But if you're looking for success, then, yeah, okay, I follow that. Maybe someone like his, his body might let him down, but Jeremy McGovern as well? Mm, no. No? No. A brilliant player. But I think you want to, you want someone who is a standard setter on the track as well, and with all due respect. Okay. And I mean no slight because he's an elite, he gets a million bucks a year. So he's an elite, elite defender. But I think you have to get a standard setter, uh, a culture creator. And any other alliteration you can come up with. Hey, Future Stars, nice work, JK. Future Stars up next. Thank you. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.